Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, well, welcome to, we welcome in Tim Tebow, who uh, had two hits today. You know that? Uh, you know that? He, uh, two, uh, two, I was watching you, Tim, uh, and on Sunday, in your first couple of bats, you hit two ropes. Guy made a great catch the first time up. Second time up, hit an atom ball right at him. I know you're thinking, man, two bullets. You couldn't hit the ball any harder, right? You know, that's how baseball is. And in those days where you, you, you get a couple hits and they're not very hard, and then the days you hit them hard and two people. And as, I think I honestly think that's a, that's a part of the mental toughness of this game. It kind of teaches you that. And, you know, sometimes you're lucky and, and sometimes you're, you're good and sometimes you just get beat. You know, I, I got to tell you, you, you want, first of all, I've watched you play football for years, uh, and obviously your, your, your football career, and especially what you did in Florida, uh, and, you know, you're legendary for that. But, you know, uh, I met you at the CAA thing, where we're both represented by CAA, and you were at the, the, at the Super Bowl party, and we had a chance to talk, and I said, because I was like, I was on the Mets and Alderson saying, this is a publicity stunt. What are you, what are you doing with T-Boy? You just want to sell tickets. The guy's a football player. What is he doing? You Go get a baseball players. And you know what? After talking to you and you're so earnest and you're working so hard at this, it's hard not to pull for you. I really, first of all, you're a nice guy. Secondly, it's hard not that. to pull for anybody Thank who works you. as hard as you do. I saw you in the cage that day. I see you working here. You're working you're like crazy to try and do this. You know, I'm just a believer in that. I'm a believer. You know, one of my favorite quotes that I've had on my door since I was since before I was 10 years old was hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work as hard. And, um, you know, so I just always try to put in that work and, and listen to a lot of, you know, the wise coaches that we have and, um, and play players and shoot I've picked Robbie's brain so much so far this spring and you know just try to learn from those guys you've had success everywhere you've gone you had success playing football brilliant success in college you had success in the pros and someone asked me why I didn't go back and play quarterback you're still young enough to do that you've had success on tv 
Now you got a new show with LeBron. Yeah. I just saw the commercial for yeah. it the other night, right? You got a new. I don't know what time yeah. that's on. It's a new show, right? Um, You're hosting C- a show. C- CBS, um, the twenty seventh of this month. That LeBron James yeah. is producing, right? Yeah, he's the executive producer. It's called that? Million Dollar Mile. It's that's really, it's epic. It's fun, man. You it was got, really you fun. You got a big TV career, and you know you could run. They want you to run for governor, president, <laughs> whatever. But what is it about baseball that is the allure to do this? I mean, I, first of all, tell me your baseball background. Were, were you a big player in high school? I, I, I. Uh, I, it was my first love. So ahead of football, ahead of before football, before okay. I ever played football, I started okay. playing baseball when I was four. I didn't okay. pick up football for two years later, two and a half years later, and uh, it was my first love. And if you asked me most of my life, what do you think you're going to do? I would have said baseball. A baseball player. What yes. position did you play? Um, first base, first pitcher, base. and all the outfields. Okay. Everything that a lefty, lefty can play. does. So yeah. you pitch as a little, I, and you hit a ball a mile when you were young, right? Yes, as a big <laughs> well, kid. Well, you're so. a big kid. So yeah. and. and you played it through high school. Mm-hmm. Did you have scholarship offers for baseball? Yes, sir. And so what drew you – how did the path go to football? Um, I fell in love with that, too. And playing in front and, of a million people. Yeah, and it's it – you know, it, playing in the South, it's just right. – it's so fun and, and captivating and, and getting a chance to play wherever you want in the SEC, right, and all these places. It was like – that was something, and honestly, one of the hardest decisions of my life was going to play college football or pro baseball. You out had of high an opportunity school. to play baseball out of high school. Y- yes, sir. Okay, what team? Oh, I, I don't know. A bunch I of left teams? to Florida oh, early. Okay, so, so you went. Yes, you, but you decided to play football. Yes, sir. How come? <sighs> Urban Meyer, probably. Urban Meyer, probably. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, you know that. Did he have that every big year at Florida? Oh yeah. Every year at Florida. I talked to him about going to play for the baseball team. You did? Every year. And I was like, so close, but my freshman year, we won the national championship, and you're like, I don't want to mess this up. And then it's just, it was so hard, but every year I wanted to go do it. And, um, of course, you got to play spring football. Spring football. Right. And, um, and you don't want to take away from the football team, but I so wanted to go play baseball. And then when I was playing for the Broncos, became friends with some of the Rockies, and those games were so fun. And it never left me. Never did. It, it just, it was always like, and, and, and then when when I was with, uh, you know, Vino and and everybody at CAA, and I brought, they were pitching me on all these different items that that they had been presented to them for me, and, um, and I was like, guys, I'm just not super passionate about any of those. And I'm someone that I, I really believe that you got to pursue your passions. Um, uh, and, and if you do that and you give everything you have, you're going to live with so much less regret than if you just go for the money or you go for the fame or all these other things. And so I, I said, hey, guys, what about baseball? And I'm telling you, you could have heard a pin drop. They were like crazy, they were, right? Yeah, but... Because but, you're going to ride the buses. But Mike Levine and right. Brody Van Wagner right. were kind of the only two people in the room that, that were like... Okay. Well, actually, Mike went out and got Brody and brought Brody into the room and said, and, and said go for it. And, and, and I said, well, you, kind of like, will you at least watch me? And, um, and, you know, a lot of the other guys were, the first things they would say is, well, what if you fail? What if you look silly? You got right. a good reputation. What if you ruin it? And, and my You're marketable. Is, You're marketable. So if you flop, it's, it's not good for the brand. Who, who, who said if you fail, it's a flop? It's right. going after your dreams. I think that's so in our head that if we go after something and we and point. we fall short, fair point. It's you know that it, who said that's a bad thing. Sometimes we sometimes we don't make it. Not everybody's going to be the best in the world, right? But at least I don't have to live with regret of saying, you know what? I didn't go after my dreams because I was afraid of what other people would say or or if I may or may not make it or there's other things. I w- didn't want my life to be defined by 
um, hypotheticals. I wanted to go after my dreams regardless of, and that's not always easy. I'm not saying it was easy right. because you do take all that into account, but I just thought my dreams were more valuable than other people's opinions. Well, let's be honest, okay? You're Tim Tebow. If you're not Tim Tebow, you're not getting an opportunity in some of these places because you sell tickets. I mean, you're a guy, people gravitate to you everywhere. I've seen it at the Super Bowl. I've seen it everywhere. You are one of those people, and I don't want to compare you like to a Kardashian, but you're one of those people <laughs> that people show up. If you were going to give a, you know, if you're going to make an appearance somewhere, a thousand people are going to show up. Okay? That's like, they, 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 that's who you are. I mean, that's the kind of reputation you have. So, people, the fans cheering like crazy today when you get up there. They go crazy. They're all pulling for you, but they also know you because you're Tebow. You've been, you're like a brand. I mean, you really are. Look at the TV career you've had. You've been successful being a football announcer. Now you got a TV show where you're hosting Hosting it with LeBron, which I just, I don't know what I was watching the night where it came on. It says LeBron James presents Tim Tebow. I said, oh, I got to mention this when I get down here. Yeah. So when did you tape that show? When did you find time to we tape the show? The, we taped it in the fall in between, um, train. actually I was training at USC while I was filming it in L.A. Right. And we took over downtown L.A. And uh, we had, You're going to like this, Harrison. This is one of these like game show dude, Harrison, kind of it's so cool. It's, yeah. it's like the most epic um, obstacle course races right. of, one of those all deals. time. Yeah. We have yeah. people literally scaling 15-story walls. It's crazy. If you like competition you like and nuts, that, it's crazy. That, that's going to work. That's going to work really well. So the, the bottom line is you've got all this going on, but you still have this baseball dream that you're going full with. How do you think you're doing with your baseball dream? Um, I think I've been proving. I think I'm getting there. Um, I think I've made a lot of strides in the little things, the um, – um, you know, my jumps in the, in the outfield, um, you know, balls down the line, balls in the gap, you know, the little things on base, being able to see it, you know, they tried to back pick me today, my first time on, you right. know, getting back the little things like that. And, and, and then obviously, you know, the big things, you know, hitting and everything, but, um, I think I'm improving. I think I'm making those strides and, and I you got I, two hits today, Yes, sir. which I, is a big deal when you get two hits. So is. you it's got two day. hits today. So, um, what what has to happen for you? you? If you go to now, I've said the Mets. You're wearing number fifteen. You're not wearing number eighty-eight. Okay, now fifteen's <laughs> your number anyway. It okay, is. but you're still wearing a fifteen number in a camp. Yes, sir. You know, if your name's Jones, you're not wearing a fifteen. Okay, because you're fifteen number one. But two, that's a number for a major league player. You're wearing fifteen. So the bottom line is. Uh, you're going to go here or to AAA. That's the that's the plan. At least that's what Brody told us. Yes, okay, sir. is. Is that okay with you, or do you have a design on coming out of this camp in the major leagues? No, is that the goal, a, no, or is no, that not the goal? No, the goal is to be able – I know it sounds cliche. The goal is to be able to improve every day and, and be ready if I get the opportunity. And So um, you go to AAA, you're okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, and, and to learn and improve and keep going. I feel like every year um, – and I think it's shown that I've made strides. And there, there's obviously highs and lows and slumps, and then you know you got hot streaks. But I feel like constantly making those improvements and those strides, and I feel like I'm – I'm getting, you know, you know, close Michael to Jordan some couldn't more. hit. I mean, we, you know, Michael Jordan flat couldn't hit. We had to finally tell him he couldn't hit. But I mean, man, was he <laughs> was he a great basketball player? Right. Oh though. yeah, but he, he was, was he's all world. He was my favorite, right? But he couldn't hit. You know, so there comes a point where you got to find out. But you still feel confident you can do this, right? I, I do. I I feel confident, and um, you know, I feel like the last two and a half months of last year really helped me being able to um, in those few months, you know, really be consistently hitting over 300 for a good stretch of time until I broke my hand. And, and I think, you know, 
from where I started last year to where I ended the year gave me a lot of confidence. And then, you know, just being able to take that into the off season, have an off season and then come in and now trying to, to really, um, you know, keep taking those next steps. You know, you were a, a very interesting guy from a standpoint is you get a lot of opportunities for a lot of things. Uh, you're a very religious person, which we know. Um, there's a lot of things, doors open for you. Uh, do you think in long term or do you just think today and you think narrow? I mean, you, you're doing a lot of different things. A lot of things come to you. TV, this, that, baseball, all, all different things, uh, other things I'm sure. But what is it? Do you have a long-term goal or do you just think in terms of right now? I think a lot of people try to encourage me to think long-term. Right. But I'm someone that, you know what, um, we're not promised tomorrow, just today. And it's to be able to live So you in don't this think moment. I want to be the governor of Florida in 20 years or something I think like the only that? Thing, I think the only thing or the biggest thing that I think long-term about is my foundation. Your foundation. And that's okay. because, I, you know, my goal is to be able to be in every country in the world one day, helping as many kids as possible. And, um, and that's what I think. Tell me, about. tell me something about the foundation. It's tell me a, a little bit about Tim it. Tim Tua Foundation. We right. have a hospital in the Philippines. We have Night to Shine, which we just had 655 proms around the world in 24 countries. We have uh, take care of orphans in four different countries. We have um, we do this stuff all over the world. And our mission statement is to bring faith, hope, and love to those needing a brighter day in their darkest hour of need. And to really sum up, what we do is. We fight for people that can't fight for themselves. That's unbelievable. How was you? Didn't you do something with your dad in the beginning? Didn't, well, they, didn't you travel? With, well, my dad's a pastor. That's and what so I thought. I, yeah, that's what know, I mean. So I've, you did this when you were in high yeah, school and stuff. I did, and, and with him, and I think that's where also I learned a heart for it. And then uh, when I got out of college, I, I started the foundation because I wanted to use my platform t- for more than just winning or losing games or touchdowns, interceptions, and um, and so it's just it's pro- it's. The, probably the biggest passion of my so life. So that's the most. That's the thing you want to spend the most yes. time in, in the future. Yes. Do you ever see yourself in politics, or is that something that would in, 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 you'd you know, be interested I, in? I've or been no? asked that. It's a dirty game. I understand it that. Is. But I mean, does that is that something that would in any way interest you? You know I, what I've always thought is I want to make the biggest difference possible for good. And if one day I feel like that is in that political realm, then I, I would truly think about it. Um, right now, that. It's farthest thing for you, it's, it's, right. Yeah, that's too far away. But if I thought, hey, man, I could really go change a lot and, and, and help a lot and help a lot of people, then I would truly think about it. Um, but that's not this day. Is it? Is it? And we're talking with Tim Tebow right now, obviously had two hits today and is uh, on his quest to either be in AAA this year or with the Mets on opening day. Is it a goal, like a destination just to play in the major, like a game in the major leagues? Or do you want to have a career in baseball? I think the you just um, want to prove to somebody that you can do this, or prove to yourself. Well, that you first can of do all, this? I think both of those would be pretty cool, right? But I mean, do you um, want to have? I mean, is this something where you want to stay around? I mean, would you stay I, you around? Would love and play? to. I, I don't. Yeah, I think I think the the goal is not just to be able to be given that chance as a as a token. I think it's to you're be not able just trying to, to hit a major league home run or something, right? No, uh, yeah. it's to be able to make an impact okay. and to be able to. Um, to you know, feel like you belong, and have other people feel like you belong, and you can compete, you know, and truly compete. So when you were when Tim Tebow was 13 years old, he thought one day he'd be playing Major League Baseball. Uh, there's a lot of times I thought this was something that I'd love to do, and then and honestly, I, I said it earlier, but it truly was one of the hardest decisions of my life to give up baseball to go to football, and uh, I I truly wept over it. Really? Yes. 
And and Urban Meyer was the difference? He was a big difference. He was. And, and when we even talked and he was recruiting me, he even said, listen, you can come play baseball here too. And I, every year we had this but talk. But when you went to play baseball, he, he came was like. To, he came to, when he first recruited me, he came to my baseball games. Oh, he did? Yes. Really? Yes. He did. What? Tell me what you took from Urban Meyer. Um, Tell me about I, Urban I think, Meyer think, as a coach. For you. What, think, how, what, I think what, did, what, what do you Urban feel? Meyer does more so than any other coach that I've been around is he will make you believe in the system. He will make you believe in him, and he will make you believe in him in, in yourself. And this is what I mean in recruiting process. People will tell you all sorts of stuff. Okay. You know they and but Urban would say, "Hey, hey, Timmy, if you come to Florida and you play for me." We'll probably win championships, and you'll probably win a Heisman. And you believe him, right? He's not just saying it like just fluff like some other coaches would, and you know, okay, that's a recruiting pitch. He, he, and then when you get there, he's the way that he's able to get players to play free and rally and, and play motivated and passionate, I think he's such a great motivator that I think he's probably one of the best coaches in the world at motivating his players to play at their best. What did you take from your NFL experience? I think a lot of highs and lows. Um, you know, I think we had an awesome run in Denver. I mean, did. when we were in New York, that wasn't much fun <laughs> at all. <laughs> that, was, that was not fun. Um, I, I learned a lot. Um, I think you learn a lot about, you know, people, um, about, um, you know. Did you ever think of going back and playing again in the, in the NFL or no? Um, not when I started baseball. Once you started. Once I started baseball. And, you know, I've had, you know. Offers to do a lot of different things back right. in ba- in football at other positions in the you know um, the AAF. Um, well, you never wanted to be a tight end or I anything didn't. else, right? No, you for, were always for a lot, of, for that, a lot right? of reasons. One, because I love quarterback. Two, I don't want to. I, I mean, I hit a lot of people with my head. Right. I don't want to just do that all the time for a living. Right. I, I want to have grandkids too. Right. You know, and um, but it was it was more about like okay, if I'm. It, it's not just about playing football. It's about doing what you love. And playing quarterback was what I really loved about it, you know, and, and being that leader in the huddle where you have 10 other guys looking at you and they're depending on you and just that feel of it. And that's what I loved. And, and, but, you know, when I made the switch to baseball, I was all in. And a lot of people thought, well, you know, you're not that all in. This is publicity or whatever and most people. But it's for me, it was a going to do something I love. How do you find other players? You know, they know you. They know Tebow. Everyone knows Tebow. Everyone yeah. in sports knows Tim Tebow. How do you, how do the other players, do the other players want to make you look bad because you're Tebow? Or do they get a fascination because it's Tebow? How do, you, how do the other players react to you being Tim Tebow doing this? I think it's probably a mix of a lot of things, you know. Do you I hear think a lot of, they, you get a lot of bench jockeying? Do they give you a hard time? Some of them do, but yeah. then, uh, you know, but then it's also, you know, a lot of them will send balls across the way to sign them, you Gotcha. Know, and yeah. so we we're, we're asking play, for pictures. Yeah, right? we we're playing yeah. the one of the teams the other day, and some of their good players were sending a couple balls over, <laughs> and I was like, "Man, I kind of want one from this guy," you know. And um, so it's well, that's know, what I mean because you're Tim Tebow. That's cool. Yeah, so. because you're. I mean, you in sports, you are a big celebrity. I mean, you are a brand. You really are. I mean, that's not a secret. You know, that's why you're getting TV shows and everything else because you are a brand. Everyone knows you, and, and most people, I would say. 
really like you. They, I think they think you're genuine because I think it comes across that you are. And number two, whenever I see these crowds, they like flock around you. It's well, like crazy. Well, I appreciate that because it gives you a platform to be. Well, able you to see do it. You know these. You see the reaction you get. You don't get a negative reaction pretty much. I don't think too often, <laughs> do you? <laughs> not too. Not too often. You should see some of the places we play. I mean, though, I, mean I, guess, I guess if you went to Georgia, you know, or Tennessee, <laughs> you, might, you might get a little of that. So you know, you might get a little right, of that. What would be a good what would you be content with this year? What What's the goal? Do you make goals for yourself this year? Do you have a thing you want to accomplish this year? I think it's um, I think it's being able to um, improve, take the next steps, feel like I'm ready to you know get to the place where I can feel like I can be ready to compete at the highest level. That be that would be my goal. Will you, you be know? in camp if you play AAA this year? Will you be in camp next year? Will you be still so. doing this next year? Yeah, I think so. Can you do everything else you want and still do baseball? Yeah. Or does it make you say no to a lot of things? It does make you say no to a lot of things, but that's okay. There's there's seasons in your life, and for me, the season of baseball, I'm all in, and, and there will be seasons, you know, season of football, season of baseball, um, you know, what, what's after that? I don't know. Um, you know, I, I'm... Yeah, you know, I love everything else I get to do, but you know, when I'm, you know, ten, twelve, fifteen years from now, I can't be doing this. So while I'm doing this, I'm going to be all in on it. And you don't think they're using you just because you're Tim Tebow, like as like a publicity stunt or anything? You don't feel like this was a publicity stunt? You're past that, right? Yeah. Was I, there a point you thought it was a publicity? No, stunt? No, you know, even in my opening talks um, with Mr. Alderson, who who I greatly respect, right. you know, he would say, you know, even if you. Um, even if it's just you helping our younger kids and inspiring our younger kids gotcha. and teaching them how to work and character and all these other things, right. it will still ju- be worth it just for that. And I loved his approach that, you know, and so I, in so many things and, and just, yeah, I feel like I've improved as a baseball player and I feel like I've competed and been able to get better and, and com- you know, at certain times compete at a high level and try to, you know, be a role model and help when I can and, and, and you know, to the younger guys, and all did the young kid, did the kid, not kids, but did the younger players come up and ask you? Uh, I mean, there are some kids. I mean, there's some eighteen, yeah. nineteen, twenty. Did they come up and ask you for advice and stuff? You know, I, I, for, for the for the most part, it's kind of like it's not necessarily baseball stuff. It's like how do you handle the criticism, or how do you handle you know um, the pressure, or how do you handle you know when everybody's. Um, cheering for you, and you're, or you're getting made fun of, or you're on the cover of the paper and you don't do good, or oh, you know, and so it's it's more of those bigger picture things that I think some of the younger people, um, you know, or what's Tom Brady like? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, good luck to you. Yes, I wish Thank you well. You. Thank you I very much. Thanks Tim for Tebow, me. back after this.